0: And then things took a turn, you know what I'm saying? On April 4th, 2019, um, I was arrested for uh, cannabis and served 14 days in a Chinese penitentiary. Um, I was up like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 people one night, 15 people to one cell, nine wooden beds, three meals a day, some form of soup, every meal. Um, and all I had was a Tupperware bowl and a plastic spoon.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your and in this episode I have Chancellor Jackson to speak about his book 14 Days in Beijing. If you can find more information about him and his book by clicking the link in the description below. i like to give a content warning for any strong language used in this episode. I hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you.
0: Uh, so, how you, for like, you? Appreciate you for having me. For sure.
1: Welcome many times so. I'd like to let you introduce yourself, Ah, I'd like to let you introduce yourself to the audience and then we can get started.
0: For sure. The name is Chancellor K. Jackson. Chancellor K Jackson. Um from Atlanta, Georgia and America depending on where you may be listening from. Um, Real down to earth, humble, very laid back, chill, nurturing, motivating and encouraging. You know what I'm saying? Just a great spirit all in all. You know what I'm saying? Brought up pretty well, you know what I'm saying? Single parent for the most part. My mama raised my brother and I, but she did a hell of a job. And um, I played football for a good portion of my life. I started playing till eighth grade, so about 13 years old, but played from middle school to all throughout high school and was able to play at the collegiate level um, for four years as well. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in communications. Ah, I got my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies from Stetson University down in Florida um, after I graduated from college. I've been applying for jobs ever since the football season ended in November 2017, but still haven't landed anything per se up until this point. Um, so I was just at a crossroad, like, you know what I'm saying, from the dilemma of figuring out who I am, now that football is no longer in the picture, and what's next for me, you know what I'm saying, and trying to find something. So I continue to, you know what I'm saying, I knew if I quit, I'd never be shit, so that wasn't an option so i continued the job search and found the opportunity to teach abroad in china teach english abroad in china um applied finally landed a job that i actually wanted to do um so that was that's that's how that story played out so i entered uh china on october 10th 2018 and i was out there for six months total and it was Oh no, best experience I've ever had in my life. Um I've traveled abroad before, but being able to live abroad as an adult was a whole new you know what I'm saying, ex- a whole new ordeal, you know what I'm saying, especially moving from Atlanta to Florida to go to college. That was uh like a baby step essentially. And then from America to eastern side of the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's whole completely it's a different world, literally, you know what I'm saying, a different world over there, but <laughs> I enjoyed the people, the people were very nice. Best customer service I've ever experienced. Um, I enjoyed the food, food was fine. I'll thank Chinese food. <laughs> Boy, my game changing and it's healthy for you. So I lost a lot of weight while I was out there. Um, I enjoyed teaching, you know what I'm saying? I was teaching kids as young as three years old, I of 14 so I'm, and I was mainly working with the elementary school age, so I'm working with the base. So all we're doing is just playing games and I, I was 23 at the time, and I'm 26 now, but, you know what I'm saying, just being able to match his energy, you know what I'm saying. Being a former competitor, all my games were just competition-based, you know what I'm saying. We're going we gonna to compete. We're going to see who, who's agile as well as, you know what I'm saying, smart mentally. You know I'm going to take these cars out on the line. We're going to race. So it's about five cars in the line, fla- five flash cars in the line. You got to run to the first card, touch the line, elicit what that card is right to the start, then straight to the next card, elicit, you know what I'm saying, just like suicide and see who's going to be the fastest and who's going to be, you know what I'm saying, just making it fun. So it, I, enjoy, I enjoy teaching for sure. Uh, and meeting other foreigners, exploring I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, This is a whole completely different realm than I'm in currently, so no matter what we do, it's going to be an adventure. I'm talking about the smallest thing you think of as far as going to the bank to deposit money, withdraw money, going to the grocery store. Like the most simplest task you can think of in your everyday life is going to be a completely different experience and a place where nobody looks like you. The culture and standard is nothing like what you're used to. And you can't communicate with these people fully. Like it's a whole different experience. But all in all, I enjoyed every minute of it. And then things took a turn. You know what I'm saying? On April 4th, 2019, um, I was arrested for uh cannabis and served 14 days in the Chinese penitentiary. Um I was locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 people one night. 15 people to one sale, nine wooden meds, three meals a day, some form of soup, every meal. Um, and all I had was a Tupperware bowl and a plastic spoon for 14 days straight. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had no no uh, toiletries to take care of my hygiene. I didn't know how this process worked, nothing, because that wasn't explained to me. Nobody knew I was locked up. So, um, and I didn't know what was going on. So, I'm just here to tell y'all I did 14 days. um. So, that's what made the story what it is. Because you start to read the book, and it's the very first day, like when shit hits the fan, and now we're getting arrested. And every, you know what I'm saying, from there on is just the whole incarceration process. Um, but after I was released, the poor. From the trip immediately came back to America. I'm teach. started coaching football, high school football, and started writing 14 days in Beijing. Um, and since from there, I've written two more novels. I'm also now coaching um, aspiring authors through the publication process, um, as well as coaching at risk teams through this nonprofit. Um, that I'm partnered with, you know what I'm saying, just teaching them life skills, how to better themselves just based on their circumstance or whatever experience they may have endured to put them in a position that they're in, you know what I'm saying, and with my book being, you know what I'm saying, so much common to what most people do here or might, might get caught up with doing here in America, you know what I'm saying, it was definitely easy to grasp, easy to read and relate to. You know what I'm saying? Working with the, uh, the teens. Um, but yeah, man, I, now I'm just a jack of all trades. I got a bunch of different stuff going on, putting in the groundwork and laying that foundation for all these endeavors. And just waiting for them to start to, you know what I'm saying, just continue to build and seeing where it goes once it's all said and done.
1: Okay, cool. So where does it begin? It's a lot. So, <laughs> I would probably ask is, um, what was your, like, your, um, feelings towards traveling before and after the experience? Has it changed?
0: Um, so when I was locked up, I was just like, I knew this chapter was probably over with as far as China per se, but just being, uh, just gaining this experience, especially living in a different country. I'm like, bro, especially in China at that, a communist country. I'm like, oh yeah, it ain't no place I can not go. You know what I'm saying? I won't be able to work my one and you know what I'm saying? Get the full experience as well as, you know what I'm saying? Just be adaptable. And then I'm from Atlanta. That's all. You got to be a chameleon out here. You got to be able to adapt to your scenario and situations and everywhere. Um, the people around you, energy, all of that. So, um, definitely I was, I was, I was hungry to go back overseas again. And I was supposed to, once I got like a year after I got back, but then COVID popped off and canceled all of that. So I ain't left this country since I've been back, you know, and then, you know what I'm saying? With COVID coming in, you gotta be vaccinated, you know what I'm saying? The vaccines and all that, that slowed everything up. So, um, yeah, I've been in, in the States since then. Um, but definitely itching, itching to get back across the seas for sure.
1: That's interesting because I bet a lot of people would be like, you know what, never again. I'm just like,
0: this is it. And quotes to Nipsey Hustle the Great, never let a hard time humble us. For yes. sure. <laughs>
1: Makes sense. So uh, I guess we go to your story. So with like competing and everything, how did like you – once know, football stop? How did you feel?
0: It was just a rude awakening as far as just – I identified as a football player, as a student athlete for a good portion of my life and I embodied it to the fullest. So now that that was no longer the case, all right, Chancellor, who are you? What do you like? What do you enjoy? What do you want out of life? Um, What's your purpose? I couldn't answer any of these questions. You know what I'm saying? So I I need to start somewhere. And I just started applying for jobs at that point because I'm like, I really don't know what I want to do. I just know I got, good communicative skills and i'm a hard worker disciplined coachable you know, what I'm, saying? I'm a student athlete so i have one great skill that i know i can thrive in and everything else i'm coach i can learn so whoever's willing to bet on me and put their money towards me hey man i'm gonna be indebted to you you know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna give you everything i got um so I Started applying for jobs, and you know what I'm saying. Mainly, I was, at first I was applying for straight corporate positions, sales, marketing, management. And after eight months of applying, landing interviews, I'm talking, about I'm getting flown out, put up in hotels, whole nine. After eight months of just going through this process and not landing anything, and the same BS reason they kept giving me, oh, you like the experience, da da da. It's like yeah, I knew that when I submitted my resume. So it's just you know. So but anyway. I was like, I need to take a different approach as far as job story. And that's when I started to look towards just social work in general and um, decided to look internationally as well. Cause I'm like, well, why am I coming, you know what I'm saying, just <laughs> boxing myself in, just trying to search domestically? Even, and I'm searching all across the nation. But then I'm like, but the world is big, bro. Like it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Now opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Are like no other now that we consider in the whole globe. And as soon as I made that transition or that switch, boom, I landed something. So, and it took everything that transpired up until this point for me to be able to answer all those questions that I couldn't answer before. Once football, you know what I'm saying? came to an end, so. You know I'm saying just finding myself really
1: yeah I'm in that same boat I'm 24 mm-hmm. right now so I'm just trying to figure out who I am after school Holy. <laughs> I
0: mean it's a journey boy hey, it's a journey that shit, <laughs> that shit ain't it ain't gonna happen overnight you know? like Nipsey said bro Nipsey said the best bro it's like long-winded running through this life like it was mine never settling but setting every goal high 1,000 burpees on the path to my own self-destruction or success. But what's a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. None of us know who we are until we fail. And they say every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. So who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do. Hey man, get your heart to it. (laughs) Stay strong (laughs) and stay strong. R. P. Nipsey, yeah. And um, so
1: like with T change, it was like a natural fit for you when you first started, or did you have to get used to it?
0: It was natural, but I also had to get used to it at the same time. Um, Natural in the sense of. Me playing football and being one of the leaders on the football team, the vocal leader, you know what I'm saying? Uh, folks always say I was a preacher or, you know what I'm saying, Uncle, Uncle Lou, you know what I'm saying? I, Grandpa got one of them nicknames. So I was always very, just, you know what I'm saying, a verbal, verbal um, leader. Um, so just being able to get people's ears and deliver what needed to be heard or received from the recipients. Um, as well as just, you know what I'm saying, being very passionate and displaying, setting the example, you know what I'm saying, just setting the example in every facet. Um, so once it came to teaching, I'm like, all right, I've I already been doing this, but now it's just from a whole different, you know what I'm saying, it's from a curriculum perspective of now I got to really like, you know what I'm saying, manage a classroom and, I got to come up with the lesson plans. <laughs> I got you know to make sure I'm explaining this correctly and everybody's able to receive it and understand it and work with those that don't understand it initially and just find ways to help them understand it. And versus just being a student athlete. Now I just got to show class. I really ain't got the, I was always a great student, I always had a great GPA, but regular school wasn't hard to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't hard to do. All you really gotta do is show up. That's that's half of it right there. Um, but Just going from student athletes and now I'm now I'm leading the classroom. Right? That was a, a lot of um, unlearning and relearning I had to do. But all in the, you know what I'm saying? I just had to work my one with it, you know what I'm saying? So I can definitely, build a rapport with the children. First and foremost, you are seen this young spirits for real. But um, yeah, teaching was a, it was a pretty solid fit. I've definitely gained a lot from it thus far. Um, but I don't see myself doing it for long. No. I can see that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very time consuming and teachers are underpaid and you know, what I'm saying I, it's it was a stepping stone. I don't feel like it's truly my purpose. You know, what I'm saying at least teaching curriculum. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. systemized curriculum at that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and that's a whole other topic. Uh, so yeah, like
1: teaching it probably like it gave you skills that you needed, and then I like, you can use those for the next step.
0: Mm-hmm. With that out, same as coaching. Coaching and teaching is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just two different uh realms. One strictly academic, the other one is sports, you know what I'm saying? But with sports, the lessons you learn in sports, you can apply to everyday life, for sure, you know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like, that's why I really thriving. you know what I'm saying? Just teaching life, you know what I'm saying? Because this school shit, it's already, it is what it is. It's a lot of people out here thriving that ain't do an ounce of school for real, for real. And it's some people that you know what I'm saying, have taken this education very far and it's putting them in positions that they couldn't ever never have fathomed. So it really you just gotta find it's really just you gotta learn you and know you to a T. And once you learn you, then it's it'll be easier to navigate and uh go about finding or pursuing any endeavor. You know what I'm saying? Cause you have understanding of who you are and what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and all of that. So it'll make that process a whole lot smoother, finding gems and saying what works for you and your purpose all in all.
1: Yeah, I thought I lost a thought, but um, <laughs> I think of another question. I was like, this be we one," but so me, I personally haven't traveled yet. My friend been trying to get me out to um, go travel and, like tease like you did. What would you say to somebody who's thinking about that?
0: Shit, do it. You know what I'm saying. You have nothing holding you back. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't got no, no, really, bro. You ain't got no, nothing, no kids, no wife. You know what I'm saying. You really ain't got no other career. Are you sick of that, but you ain't got nothing holding you back, bro. Then it's like, what are you waiting for? What was holding you back? Then you. That's the only thing holding you back at that point. Whatever fear you have of just something that's just so drastically different versus the matrix you're so accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? It's all a, it's all a challenge. It's going to be a challenge, but if it makes you uncomfortable, then it's probably good for you. I think that's the saying right there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, man, just do it. Do it for show. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Do your research and um figure out you know what I'm saying where would be i uh, you know saying the ideal place for you and then she just work your one after that point for sure i definitely encourage like, i highly recommend everybody live abroad you ain't got to live abroad long i got six months in china i got a full experience it ain't got to be long now <laughs> you definitely just don't want to go no to a whole other world and be there for five days or something you're not going to gain a no full experience and you know what i'm saying that short amount of time it's going to take you a couple of days if that just to get adjusted to the time zone and jet lag and all of that so yeah you definitely want to have some time to truly truly immerse into the you know what i'm saying this new world that you're answering because you're going to learn a lot about yourself and just the life in general everywhere we go where you from my brother um brooklyn new york and you're located in New York still? Yeah.
1: All
0: right. So from Georgia to New York, two completely different places, drastically. In every. But the you know only commonality that we have is that we speak English. And even then, with Ebonics, data can fluctuate. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about just, and we still on the east side of America. You know what I'm saying? you just north, I'm south. And just how drastically different these two places are and everything in between at that. So now we're talking one sector of the world versus a whole completely different sector of the world and everything in between, how drastically shit can be within that distance. So it's like, no matter where you go in this world, you know what I'm saying, life will be different in some form or fashion. It will be different everywhere you go. And with that being said, who's to say... What is the right and wrong way of living this so-called life when everywhere you go? People go about shit differently. People believe different shit. Goddamn morals are completely different. Religions, like it's, it's different worlds everywhere you go. All within one sect, one continent, or it's completely different continents. It's different. So it's just like, how can you know saying one say there's a right and wrong way about going? You're living this life. You can't. You can't. So that's why traveling is so important. Because you learn that. Just from ex- exposing yourself to just different shit. You grew, you grew up in one sector of the world. And that's all you know. It's that sector of the world. That's all you know. That's very And that's very small-minded. And it, ain't, it isn't your fault. It isn't, You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm talking in general. You know what I'm saying? That's all you know. Because that's all you've been exposed to. So yeah, traveling is, is important. It's vital. Got to, because life is different everywhere you go. So it's, it's all enlightening. It's all enlightening for sure. Nice. And why did you choose to write about your experience? I knew I wanted to do something with the story. I just didn't know what at first. Um, and it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I've been back home for a couple of months now, um, and one of my partners, my good, good friends, he was a published author before we graduated high school in 2014. He was like, Man, bro, you should write a book about the experience. I'm like, damn, <laughs> boy, that's a good ass idea. <laughs> like, that is a good idea. Where do I start? I have no clue. Um, but he just gave me, he went to grab my phone, went to my notes section, gave me like a five layer outline. And I just started filling in the outline because I'm telling y'all true stories. So, Outline was very brief, like opening scene, following scene, climax. You know what I'm saying? Like very simple like that. So I just started filling it in. And then once I realized, okay, I'm really writing, I moved it from my notes to a Google Doc so I could work on, the type it on the computer. And four months later, I, I, the whole story was written. And then the next six months was just perfecting it and getting ready, getting it ready to publish. And then publishing was a breeze because self-publishing is, is man, it's the move now. You know what I'm saying? And Amazon and plenty of other, Barnes and Nobles, there's it's a lot of different platforms and programs that have given the power back to the author as far as just getting your books on, you know what I'm saying? Just getting getting them published versus going the traditional way. And you got all these people dictating how they want your shit to be, when they want your shit to be released. And by the time you do all of that, they have taken away so much from just your True form of expressing whatever it was that you can't no longer really identify with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like they didn't put their hands on it so much. Like it's not even what I, you know, it's just and you know, we hear it in music, music industry, the film industry. You know what I'm saying? The same type of time. So, um, yeah, that's, I just took it and ran with it. And I got locked up on April 4th, 2019. So on April 4th, 2020, the anniversary date, a year later, after everything popped off, I, released i had my book set to release on that uh the following year april 4th 2020 and before it even released i was still on pre-sale i was ranked number one new bestseller in three different genres for the shit show nice <laughs> oh man oh, so man.
1: and um when you was writing it, did you um was it like too surreal for you like what was your emotion or like what did you feel when you was writing it
0: um, just able just being able to I one, I was really surprised that I was able to retain as much of that detail that I did, like as far as the conversations, what's happening every single moment. Um, and just being able to I'm like, I was I broke this whole I went through this whole experience with just a plastic bone and a plastic spoon. Nothing to write with, nothing, to, I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Nothing. So For me to be released two weeks later and then be in America an additional two months and I ain't start writing the book till July, but being able to retain all like just I was I remembered everything for the most part vividly (laughs) vividly and just able to just paint this whole picture for the reader. Um that blew my that just threw my sight. You know what I'm saying? I I, that threw my sight. I was thoroughly surprised at that. Like I can't even Believe I was able to remember that much detail. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I'm talking about conversations, word for word, and it's a lot of conversations with that story. So it was it, it was extremely powerful. Um, and then also I received a lot of signs and messages from the universe, my ancestors, the higher powers, in regards to how m- my situation was going to play out. Because I didn't receive any information in regards to how this shit was going to play out, but. I didn't receive any verbal information as far as the police and all of that, and in regards to how my situation was going to work out. But the universe sent me plenty of signs, and it wasn't until um, I started writing the book and I was, going to say editing. And I'm like, wow, okay, this one sign man, this another sign. Oh, i like, whoa, boy, I was tapped in, but I ain't. You know i saying, I was, man, I was. Uh, that was another shocking, shocking piece. But all it was, it was very therapeutic. You know i I was just able to release everything I felt. Relief after writing it, and you know, what I'm saying especially publishing and putting it out to the universe and seeing what it did and how it's done thus far was just remarkable and just a great form of therapy. All in all, it's turning your tragedy into a triumph.
1: Yeah. And most people, a lot of people, won't be
0: able to come back for that, but you did. Oh yeah, for y'all, man, Yeah. <laughs> What? yeah, By anybody else, that situation, right, circumstance would have folded down, for sure. <laughs> folded down, for sure. And when you read it, it's like, I'm so calm, I'm so collected, I'm just in the moment, you know what I mean? I'm not really scared, I'm not worried, I'm just, I don't know what's happening, just like y'all, I don't know what's happening, but we're going to find out together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're going to find out together, for sure. I just know I'm going to be good when it's all said and done
1: nice and then you say your purpose two more books right
0: yep and they're um they're romance novels both of them but all in all these three books are is one long series um so through we read 14 days um i talk about a girlfriend that i had at the time i speak of her finally throughout the book but don't have no communication with her so a lot of women that was reading 14 Days, I was like, okay, you talk about this girlfriend a lot, at least, you, you know what I'm saying, you bring her up a lot, but you don't talk about her and then you get released and that's just the end of the story. So how that play out, we want to know about that. Woo, 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 So that's where You Love, You Learn comes into play. That's the second book. And it's pretty much the story of how me and her met and it's the very first year of our relationship. And then the second book, Real Love Never Dies, takes place after i graduate um go to china so it's touching on things that happened before you know what i'm saying Being getting locked up because what you read 14 days it's just very first chapter very first day the shit popped off and everything that happened after that and then once i'm released that's it so with the third book real love never dies you get a little bit of uh, an experience of what i was on before getting locked up in china and then once I got back to America, what happened and how did that whole process work as far as the relationship and all that other stuff. But, yeah, it was just all one long series uh, telling one long story. But completely different genres, <laughs> for sure.
1: That one story for more stories. Everybody wants to know more.
0: On oh, me, for sure. And all I'm doing is just telling y'all some shit that really happened. So it's like, hey, anybody can do this, bro. Like, <laughs> anybody can do this, you know what I'm saying? Just telling somebody a real, a story, however you would tell them naturally in your own tongue, bro. Yep. For sure. And I'm guessing those were like
1: some right the, of uh, the later books?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all real life. All my books are real life experiences. I've been dabbled in fiction. Just the only thing fictitious about my books is me switching up people's names. That's the only fictitious part. Everything else verbatim, Perfectly verbatim.
1: And then I know people are going to bring up like the Britney Griner situation or the um, Lamella Ball situation.
0: <laughs> on me. <laughs> on me. You also can bring up a uh, DJ Esco yeah. situation and uh, somebody else. I'm forgetting Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, it's a bunch of people. Little baby in them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a bunch of people you can bring up. Yeah. Somebody was
1: it ASA Rocky in Sweden?
0: Yeah, Asad Rocky. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, it's a bunch. Of, it's quite a few people you can bring up. You know what I'm saying? I I was and a lot of it, it really and that's just the famous people that we're bringing up. You know what I'm saying? Whose situations have been similar, but far as people that don't nobody know that have similar situations. Oh, but that number just it's high. It's been man, hundreds of people, probably thousands up until this point that's experienced the same thing I've experienced. Now, what do they do with that story? And and that experience is solely up to them. Some people like to suppress it or act like it never even happened. Some people share it and how they go about sharing it is you know what I'm saying varies. But um yeah, just bringing up all those other individuals, especially Brittany Griner, I definitely I was like, Man, I love for her to write a book, you know what I'm saying? Definitely be love to help her through the process of writing it and publishing it, because it's like, man, we've heard about her story in the news, but we haven't heard her side of the story. We hear what Russia got to say and what the lawyers here got to say. But far as the individual, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, her, like, what was her mind, you know what I'm saying, what was she at when everything popped? How did every, everything pop off, you know what I'm saying, specifically from her perspective? And how was his whole ordeal from your lens? I feel like that would be a great, great story. Whenever, you know what I'm saying, she finally gets to tell it. You know what I'm saying? She got a great amount of time. Hopefully people still remember her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When she find whenever that situation ends or how that ever plays out. But I'd love for her to write a write a book about it. that that'll be dope. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else I feel like did interviews and just told their stories in the interview, which I felt was foolish. Like you just gave the whole story away for you know what I'm saying for free, right? Like you tripping. (laughs) Yeah. And also people who come to the States and have to situation to them and that. That part Ain't no telling what, you know what I'm saying, how it is, you know what I'm saying, for even uh, a couple years ago when Trump was in office and they locked up all those Mexicans and the kids and had them in concentration camps, like, on that type of time. On that same type of time, for real, you know what I'm saying? Imagine them, people being able to tell all their stories, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure there is a documentary or something on it, you know what I'm saying, for sure, yeah. but yeah, it happens here, too.
1: Just got to for the best.
0: Hey, man, it's like hey, like Nipsey said, man. 1,000 birds on, on my own path to self-destruction or success. What's a mistake without the lesson? You know what I'm saying? And based on how the situation plays out, okay, how you define yourself after the situation? Will you let the situation define you or will you define yourself? How are you going to, you know what I'm saying, move forward and, not let this discourage you or not let this circumstance belittle you <laughs> you know what i'm saying it empower you if anything yeah empower you if anything for sure never let no hard time humble us just double up and since you say you didn't have any communications with anybody
1: when people found out what happened what was the immediate reaction <laughs>
0: just like anybody, I tell, like, I'm meeting for the very first time, and I'm just telling them, you know what I'm saying, we asking questions, woo-woo-woo. I'm telling them, oh, yeah, I got life up abroad in China. <laughs> 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 like, it, uh, it was, just, that's what it really, I'm like, okay, I got to do some of the story, because once I got back to America, of course, people, I was supposed to do a year, that's how long my contract was said, but I only did six months cause of meet, with me, you know what I'm saying, getting locked up. Um, so, but, Really, you know, they come back a year that fast. They, I can believe it. Woo-woo-woo. Like, they didn't really didn't even know it's been a year. It, it, is, it has only been six months up to that point. You know what I'm saying? They ain't even really it ain't even clicked in their brain. Like, they just, I've just been in China. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm telling them I'm back, and I'm telling them what happened. And I'm getting the same reaction like, eyes wide, like, body language changing, like, a whole, like, a deep sense of just concern. From just probably like where I may be mentally and emotionally, spiritually after all a situation like that. Um, and it's just it's 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 a lot to swallow. So it's a, it's a big pill to swallow, especially in a communist country like China. You know what I mean? So um, but just telling the story verbally to friends and family, I was like, okay. Just seeing their reaction, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a fire <laughs> story. I am like, it's gonna be a fire. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I'm like, it's gonna be a great story. I knew that when I was in the handcuffs and sitting in the first precinct. And I was like, I was sitting there to my, I'm still high as hell contemplating, reflecting. I'm like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen to me. Nobody knows this is happening to me, but I know I'm gonna be good when it's all said and done. I said, take note of every minor detail because it's going to be a great story to tell once you're out of this predicament. And most importantly, Enjoy this high one last time because we don't know what the fuck can happen, boy. <laughs> so them the words I said to myself, you know what I'm saying? Right before I was fully, fully processed um into a facility. Um and shit, I, I just manifested it from the very beginning, honestly. I manifested from the very beginning.
1: I know, my mom would be like, see, this is why I told you not go overseas. This is why
0: I told you stay in <laughs> the States. <laughs> I mean, everything would have in Pitches and Cream if I would have just, you know what I'm saying, been doing what I was supposed to be doing. So the fact that shit hit the fan, I couldn't do, I can't point the finger at nobody else but myself. I had to hold myself accountable. So, you know what I'm saying, that's why I feel like my process, even though it was ugly, I ended up doing the shortest amount of time out of most of the people I was locked up with So it still played out in my favor, even though I just didn't know. But you know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like everything played out the way that it did, and it was in my favor. You know what I'm saying? Shit didn't follow it. If I didn't write this book, nobody even known this shit had happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Just because I was accountable. Accountable. A lot of people lack accountability, but that was a trait I learned from playing football. For sure. Now, just thinking
1: about how... In the earliest season of the podcast, I had somebody on the, as a guest who's a teacher in South Korea, in the same situation you are. But he had like a totally different experience. and like, yeah. it's going well, and then you have your life-changing experience and how different things can be.
0: Oh me, yeah, I heard South Korea lit too. I love to visit South Korea. I I will visit South Korea. There's a lot of more countries in Asia I gotta tap in with. It's, it's a vibe out there. It's a vibe in Asia. And it's extremely China has the strongest currency in Asia. And one US dollar to, to Chinese uh currency is like six and a half, seven dollars. So if they got the strongest currency and one dollar can get you six to seven dollars of their dollars, everybody else gonna be here. boy. Hey, <laughs> i am telling you, Asia, hey, tap in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow, well you'd be a whole completely different person over there.
1: Definitely. So do you
0: have anything any other question? Do you have any questions do you uh, ask? Hey man, just um yeah, I got I got a question and it's to the audience. And so with that being said, y'all just gonna have to reflect on it. Um uh, but just based off of where you are right now and your particular journey and with everything that you're doing, are you chasing the dream or are you fulfilling your purpose? And I'm just going to leave out with that. Give me that moment. Mm-hmm. Now that's it. Mm-hmm. Are you chasing the dream or are you fulfilling your purpose?
1: But sometimes people are just running.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying they, some people got they got to figure it out and they build it off of it. Excuse me. Some people figure it out, building off of it, working towards. Um, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it, that is, some people have somewhat of an idea or they're gaining an idea in the process of that. And it's just some people that are just completely lost in themselves. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And they might get to that next step of figuring out or finding their purpose, or they might not. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It can go either way. But, yeah, that's why I feel like a lot of, you know what I'm saying, where most of us are at, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: But like Nipsey said, bro, it's a marathon, bro. took Nipsey 10 years to accomplish all that he had accomplished and get to where he was at. Took him 10 years. So, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't already been working, boy, I say get to working. (laughs) Get to working for the show. The show is gonna be a man. And you're gonna battle every emotion. Every emotion. And only distinguishing quality between whoever else is going through it, already went through it, or is finna go through it, is that you're not gonna quit. That's the only distinguishing quality. That you're not going to quit. You're going to take the stand that you're willing to die behind, but you're getting after right now. That's in quotes to Nipsey Hussle. And in quotes to Will Smith, It's no point of, I know who I am. I know what I believe. And that's all I need to know. And from that point on, the universe will get out of your way. Sometimes there's no point of having a plan B because it takes away from plan A. So i hit have to two different quotes from two different people. <laughs> two different people. But it can be applied in many, many facets. For sure.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see you the, being a leader on your team. <laughs> I feel like presence from you. Like, we're, just, we're about the same age. I'm just like, I got I to follow this guy. He he knows what
0: he's doing. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> I was always hitting quotes. Yeah, I was, that was that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I still, yes, and I still, I'm still, i still that. I'm still that. So it's just like Nipsey was doing, just hustling to motivate you. So that's only the type of time I see myself on. Running my individual journey going through my ups and downs, but, you know what I'm saying, steady, setting every go high, steady, being resilient, and working towards accomplishing whatever it is I set out to do. And once I, once I do accomplish it, you know what I'm saying, just motivating other people to do the same thing and know that they can do it too.
1: And do the people you, the children, or like the people you work with now,
0: do they see see you in the same light? Oh, man. Yeah. They might not express it, you know what I'm saying, verbally, but just through energy and really energy for sure. I know (laughs) the impact I have. Um, So, yeah, you ain't really got to speak on it. You ain't even got to. I can just tell. Energy is everything. I can just feel the energy. Um, and some do speak on it. You know what I'm saying? They express it. And all in all, shit, whether they do express it or they don't, you know what I mean? That's not going to deter me or stop me from being me. For sure. I'm going to continue to pour into people and continue to, like I said, just hustle and motivate. That's it, man. Nice. So
1: if you had uh sort of go to the last couple of questions, so if you was to have an origin story, what would it be? So it could either be the story you told earlier or be a completely different story, made up story.
0: Um just all in all. <laughs> Another quote and Nipsey Hustle the Great, by Nipsey Hussle the Great, it's find your purpose or you waste the air. God. Find your purpose, or you wasting here, yeah, man. A lot of people out here existing, but not really living. Mm-hmm. For the show, just line yourself to the T, and once you learn yourself to the T, man, everything else is gonna be easy, bro. That's it. You gotta line yourself, understand who you are, and if it's some healing you need to do, definitely, you know, what I'm saying, we'll work towards trying to do that. But you know what I'm saying that's like. Easier said than done for sure. Um but yeah. You know, I say that's about it, man.
1: Everybody dies and everybody lives.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a lot of people out here just existing going through the motions. And
1: last two is what would you I, would say if I was like if I present it, would you make another book about your story? Would you make a movie, TV show? And- I will.
0: And- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely will continue to write um more stories. I got to experience more more things. Um, mm-hmm. so I give you something to read. Um, or at least have stories to tell. Um, but right now just coaching other people, the at least aspiring authors through the whole publishing process, you know, what I'm saying guiding them through it and um Really that's where I'm at right now. Um, just helping others through the process that are you know what I'm saying that want to publish their own writing. Um and Yeah, that's really just where I'm at right now, man. For real. Helping others through the process. And I got a couple people that, you know I'm saying, I'm working with, and uh, there's some, it's some fine material, no cap. There's <laughs> some, some heat, like some deep, deep, deep shit, too. So uh, I'm excited to see, you know what I'm saying, how they do on the market, without a doubt. And just being able to say, you know what I'm saying, have my name tied to it at the end of the day. And building my brand, Cole Publications, you know what I'm saying, my publishing company and all of that, you know what I'm saying, so...
1: Garden. Yeah, if you, if I feel the life experience in your feel it. I'm like, I ain't
0: got no I, I can't I got nothing on this guy. And I would love to uh turn all the stories I've published already, uh, because I published out turn them into films, uh TV show series or shit, animes. I think animes would be fucking dope, especially when it's taking place in Asia. I <laughs> think that'd be hard. And how many you know what I'm saying? How many black people you know with animes? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just tapping it. I like doing shit that people aren't doing or not thinking about doing. So I feel like that'll be hard as well. Um. So, yeah, man, just got the audio books as well. I got, I'm already rolling out the audio book 14 days. Um. It's all in this. I'm dropping it chapter by chapter on SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor, and you know what I'm saying? stuff like that. Um. So, but really, it's just I feel like the animations will be harder, or just the visuals will be even harder, just cause. But you know what I'm saying, step by step. You know what I'm saying. It's a marathon. Hey, <laughs> it's a marathon. The marathon continues too.
1: Wow! Thank you for joining the podcast. And where where can people find you? And the sure.
0: I appreciate y'all and you for having me on and listening to me, um, just Google me, Chancellor K. Jackson. Google 14 Days of Beijing. You'll be able to find everything you need from social media to the books itself. My books are on Amazon. I also have a website, chancellorkjackson.com. You can order your books from. You can also book um, if you're any aspiring authors out there that want to get into the publishing game or want to learn how to start going about publishing the book reach out to me through my website. I have um, services listed on there that you can purchase as well. Um, so yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? Google me. y'all be able to find me. I think it's that level. Can, like Google me. That's it. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, it's been a marathon up until this point though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I can just, you know what I'm saying, just Google me and you'll be able to find everything you know or you need to know. Shit, man. But still got a lot of work to do at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: That brings another episode of the Let's Gather podcast to a close. Again, you can find more information about Chancellor Jackson by clicking the link in the description below. The next week, I have my friend Hot Rod Seventeen O One to speak about streaming. Hope to see you next day, and I hope to see you there.